everyone. Welcome to Head to Girl Pod, a podcast where sharing what I wish I knew earlier helps us get out of our heads, take up space, and breathe just a little bit easier. I'm your host, Jennifer, and that's what all ease. And in this episode, we're talking about who's following you. <laughs> that sounded creepy. <laughs> Hopefully you're not on a walk by yourself when I said that. <laughs> I keep forgetting lately, but I used to go on walks and bring my mace with me, you know, just in case. One time, years ago, my roommate and I were at the grocery store, just being ridiculous. It's been years since the two of us have been out, just the two of us hanging. But when I think about it, I miss it. We could be at the most non-eventful place and find something to laugh about. And on this particular night, the grocery store was the most uneventful place we were doing that. (laughs) Then one of us, I think her... (laughs) Saw this guy near us in the produce section. I don't remember what was said or what look we gave him or each other or both. But we started dying laughing as we walked away. At first, we thought it was a coincidence. The same guy with his cart was at the end of the same aisle that we were in a few minutes later. So we moved to the next one. There he was again. So we moved to the next one. But this time we were a little freaked out. So we decided to move many aisles in the opposite direction when he saw him again at that aisle. Of course, he wouldn't be there. Think again. There he was. If I remember correctly, even staring in our direction at this time. My roommate and I laughed and joked, but the kind where... We couldn't really think anymore about what we were buying, what we needed, because it was like that nervous laughter. And I think we even contemplated if we needed to tell a store staff person, how would we describe the situation we were in right now? We made it to one point where he was at the register. So we're like, okay, good. He's leaving. But then he wasn't leaving and he was still around this time without his cart. So we're like, oh my goodness, now he has faster access to us. The fear that we had packing the car with our bags, knowing this man was probably still in the parking lot, in his car, waiting, watching, ready to follow us. My roommate and I decided we would drive around when we left the parking lot and only turn into our driveway when we knew no one was behind us. We even called our other roommate, who was still at home, to open the door as if the need to run inside quickly was going to be imminent. And... Living on the first floor of the apartment, though we laughed it off after retelling the story, I think for me personally, falling asleep with my bed facing the window was a bit harder that night. Okay, sorry. That story has nothing to do with today's topic, by the way. I said being followed, and that was the memory that just came to mind. Both a good memory, but also a not-so-good memory. Anyways, today's episode is lighter than scary openings to a gone-missing documentary. No, today I'm thinking about something someone mentioned to me a couple weeks ago. I forget what exactly what was said right before it, but he said something along the lines of, yeah, but maybe that's the kind of people you attract because I wouldn't think like that. I don't know, maybe those weren't his exact words, but over the past couple of weeks, that's how the conversation has morphed and settled into my thoughts. 
maybe that's the kind of people you attract. We were talking about, I think this podcast, or maybe my IG pages, or maybe my class and training offerings. I don't know what specifically, but I say that to clarify, it wasn't about attracting romantic partners because it could sound like that, right? The people that you attract. I mean, I guess we could add that to the conversation as well, though. The conversation being the kinds of people that you attract. Because my question is, does it mean something? And if it does, what do the kinds of people you attract mean about you? Yeah, I know. These past few episodes, I feel like I've been like cutting through some layers and I don't know what it is, but here we are. So let's just pretend for conversation's sake, it does mean something. Then what does it mean for you? I don't think that it has to be that reflective of self. Because who you attract isn't always about who you are, right? Especially if in some or in most spaces, you curate who you are or what people see about you. I remember talking to one of my younger cousins and he was telling me the struggles of dating, (laughs) how females his age were mostly after status or the guy who could give them things. Which is so wild to me because I wouldn't think of myself or the girls or rather the women that I know to be like that. So I'm like, really? That's the overwhelming experience that you're having? But then I retorted, SAT word, isn't your social media about all the fancy and expensive experiences that you have? Not that he only has those experiences and that's his personality, but rather He has curated his social media to only highlight those things. He's a pretty quiet guy. And I feel like, I don't know if I would know that about him looking at his page. So if you meet a girl on social media, which I guess is very common nowadays, I wondered, how are you surprised at the kinds of girls who follow you and what they expect if they connect with you? I told him he needed to put more books on his page and find a nice librarian. (laughs) I'm kidding, kind of. But back to the topic. Who follows you or who do you attract? I guess doesn't mean it's who you are, but maybe it does mean how authentic are you being in different spaces? Oh, that's good. Because if I'm not happy with who is coming up from what I put out there, is it I don't like me? Or is it that I'm not being true to me? So the results are people who don't align with me. So Jennifer, who do you attract? Again, that thing where I get mad at you for asking the question that I'm really asking myself. (laughs) So annoying. I don't know. I think who follows me across platforms whether it's this podcast, social media, friendships, family that are closer than others, or even romantic situations. I think there's this common thread of searching for something amongst the people. (laughs) Maybe searching for a feeling, maybe an answer, maybe an experience, maybe a new self, maybe an old self, maybe understanding, maybe a hug. Not that they are searching for these things from me, but that they are just searching in general. There's something missing and they, 
we are searching. I think my wonder and curiosity for those things, and more so this past year, my openness for such things, I think my people find me because of that same search. That's the more complicated, abstract answer that I'm thinking, which the more I think about it, the more I'm agreeing with it. People might assume that just because I say something out loud, I believe it. No, that's not the case. That's what I mean when I say that I'm processing. I'm saying the thing out loud so that I can say more things after it and see what comes out. And then I decide what I feel about it after I've said it and processed it. So yeah, that's one way to describe the people I attract, searching. But I think in general, I always attract, of course, the heady type, (laughs) the thinkers. No correction. I don't attract the thinkers. I attract the overthinkers, the ones who let their thoughts keep them hostage. I think I attract those people in general. Also in general, I think I attract old souls, people who grew up faster than their peers in whatever season for whatever reason. In general, I think I attract the people curious about themselves because I'm obsessed with understanding people. Maybe a little too empathetic to a fault, a self-sabotaging fault. But then who better to find me than the people who want to know about themselves too? And exactly, what does this all mean? (laughs) I don't know, maybe nothing. Maybe I am these things more than they are. Maybe I'm coming out of these things, or maybe I will always be these things. Maybe that is my purpose on the spinning globe. Create for these people. Speak for or to or on behalf of these people, the people that I attract. I've been thinking of a list of people to invite to share on this podcast this year. You know, share what they wish they knew earlier. And I realized the people I was thinking about, most of them fall under the categories of the people I just described. But then I thought, these are great and would be great conversations, but it would also be really easy, similar even. Oh yes, I just remembered now why my friend brought up the it must be the people I attract comment. I mentioned how last year, my only three guests on the show without knowing each other or knowing what they had talked about kind of talked about the same things. See, even more evidence and proof of the people that I know, even if they don't know each other, right? They are thinking about the same things. So then now I'm thinking, who can I add to this list to invite on this podcast for this year? Because I still want to invite those that I thought of, but who else is unlike me or unlike the people that I attract? Who is someone else that might bring up a conversation that's different for us? I don't know how the conversation would be actually, or even if I did think about someone to invite, if they would actually want to have the conversation. I find that non-heady people (laughs) typically don't feel comfortable talking about the stuff in their head. But maybe that would be the interesting thing about this conversation. I don't know. We'll have to think about that a little bit more. This podcast has been a great outlet for me. 
And I'm humbled by the people who share with me what resonates with them. I'm humbled by the people who follow the show. I'm humbled by the people who follow Heady Girl Pod on IG. One thing in creating a business is defining who your audience is. The interesting thing here is that Heady Girl Pod isn't my business. Again, it's an outlet. So I didn't really define the audience so that I can market to them. I defined myself as an audience. And in doing that, whoever found it, found it. Or whoever stayed, stayed. More so, the audience has informed me about myself. Who am I talking to? Who is listening? Because who they are, maybe that's partly who I am. Then, unlike my cousin's experience, I feel like I'm sharing my authentic self. I don't cringe at who follows me. I actually delight in it. So cheers to us, the heady folks, empathetic self-sabotagers, the old souls, the overthinkers, and the searchers. And if none of those things describe you and you're still attracted to whatever I present in this world in whatever platform, cheers to you too. So yeah, that's what I wish I knew earlier. Notice the people I attract, it might mean something. And hopefully, now you know it sooner. Well, that's it for our episode today. Thanks so much for listening in. Be sure to follow and if you haven't already, find me on Instagram at HeadyGirlPod to say hi, send in a question, or share something you wish you knew earlier. Until next time, I hope you find many moments to breathe deep and take up space. Bye.